0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. For you, Lord Christ. Another parable Jesus put before the crowds. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to one who sowed good seed in his field. But while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat, and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, Then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, an enemy has done this. The slave said to him, then do we want to go and gather them? But he replied, no. Gathering gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned. But gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples approached him saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of this of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers. Then they will throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Let anyone with ears listen. And this is the Gospel of our Lord. To you,
1: Lord this week, I listened to an interview uh, where Lex Friedman was interviewing um, Yuval Noah Harari. and Yuval is a historian, a writer. And Yuval was talking about Hitler and Nazi Germany. And he was talking about how those things are often portrayed in movies and and kind of popular media. Um, he says, often Hitler, Nazis, they're shown as almost these unimaginable evil monsters. But at the time, that's not how they saw themselves and what they were doing. They saw themselves as, as good people. And they're thinking what they were up to and what they were doing, they considered it to be the, what was best. For them. They considered it to be good for their children and good for their nation. And but because we talk about them as this tremendous evil, we distance ourselves From their sins and don't think that we could ever commit such atrocities in our own lives but the reality is is the vast majority of people who do great evil in this world go about and do that evil thinking that they're doing good the whole time this is one of the challenges of sin often when we are sinning we think that we're doing something good Right? I needed to say this thing that wasn't true, because it would be very complicated and might hurt someone's feelings and deal with if I actually spoke the truth. So it isn't a lie. It's okay that I do it. I had to take something that wasn't mine, because that person owed me this. I'm just trying to make things even. It's not stealing. I had to use violence against this person, because they were going to use violence against me. So my violence isn't wrong, theirs is. The justification for our sins are readily available. If the Germans in the 1930s and 40s could think that the Holocaust is a good thing to do, what might I be deceiving myself about in life? It can be difficult to judge ourselves, to examine our lives, our words, our actions, not very comfortable thing it's not a very comfortable thing to do but it is necessary work if we want to avoid sin in our lives consider our reading this morning from Matthew in this reading Jesus tells a parable a story and then he offers explanation about what this story means and we're going to start at the very end of our reading today the last thing that Jesus says where Jesus says let though let anyone with ears listen Jesus ends his explanation of the story by saying receive these words hear them and, and and Jesus isn't saying hear them like hey here's a new song i think you should listen to and enjoy it's not how he's saying it he's he's saying it more like a parent says to a child when the parent says listen to me right hear these words and change adjust your behavior listen and obey is what Jesus is saying as he ends His explanation of this parable. Jesus really wants people to hear his words and obey them, right? Jesus isn't going around talking to people just for fun. He's not just out there entertaining folks. He has a message that he believes that is worthwhile for people in the whole world, and he wants to respond to that message and adjust their lives accordingly. Here's the story that Jesus tells. It begins by saying, this is what the kingdom of heaven is like, right? Jesus is saying, this is is how God operates. This is how God works. A person goes and plants wheat seed in the ground. And then during the night, an, an enemy, someone who is up to no good, comes in and plants seeds of weeds in the same area where the wheat seeds are. As time passes, the wheat and the weeds begin to grow. And the servants, they see the weeds coming up, and they wonder how this has happened. The owner, the master, realizes that someone has been up in the fields. And so the servants ask him, like, do you want us to take care of this for you? Do you want us to go and get rid of all the weeds? the master says, no, if you start pulling up the weeds, you're going to pull up the wheat as well. It'll destroy everything. Instead, let them keep growing. And then at harvest time, you can cut it all down. The weeds and the wheat together. And then you can sort the plants into two piles put the weeds over here, the wheat over here. Take the weeds and you can burn them up because you don't need them anymore. And then you can take the wheat and bring it into the barn. That's the story. And if you're wondering, well, what does this farming, have to, farming story have to do with God and God's kingdom? You're in good. The disciples were also thinking the same thing. They came to Jesus and said, help us out here, Jesus. We do not understand what you're saying here we need some explanation. We need more help here. What is this supposed to mean? What are we supposed to do with this story? And so Jesus goes and explains it to them. Jesus says that in the story, the one who plants the good seed, that is the master, who's the master, that is the son of man. The son of man is a title that Jesus uses throughout the gospel of Matthew to refer to himself. The field is the world, The good seed are the children of the kingdom of God, the the progeny, the fruit of God. The weeds are the children of evil, the progeny, the fruit of evil. The angels are the harvesters. The harvest time is the end of the age. It is the time of judgment, a time to make things right, to get rid of all the causes of sin and all the evil doings and allow all that is good and righteous to shine. As Jesus explains this story, these words of judgment can be hard to hear. But I think we can all recognize that if, good, that if God is trying to make the world a good place, to bring good into the world, to, to, for the world to be a place where there's no more death, no more evil, no more hardship, there's going to have to be some kind of process, some kind of gin from the present-day reality that has suffering in it, into this new reality of goodness in life. When Jesus is saying, I'm going to send the angels and we will clean house and get rid of all that is evil and all the causes of sin. And all that will be left is goodness. We can recognize the necessity of judgment, but we don't want to have to think about it too much for ourselves. Instead, it's a lot more pleasant to think, I'm not really doing anything wrong. I'm not really bringing any evil into the world. I'm not causing any sin to exist. I'm not bringing any suffering or hardship to anybody else. But as we must remember how Jesus ended this reading where he said, let anyone with ears listen. He's saying these things because he wants people to change and obey. All of us have weeds growing in our soul. We all have evil and sin, and we need to attend to them. We can attend to them through the spiritual practices of the church, like confession and penance, and we can uproot them and throw them into the fire so that we no longer have to deal with them anymore and the people around us don't have to bear the consequences from our sins. Every act of confession is an act of self-judgment and it is a preparatory act for the final day of judgment. It's much easier to toss out a small weed from the garden than to let things get overgrown and have to burn it all away. Jesus is telling this story out of love for the world. Jesus loves people, and he understands that people are reluctant to examine their own lives for sin and remove it. And he wants to encourage them to do that work because God is not going to allow evil to exist forever. The day is coming when whatever sin we don't take care of now, God will take care of. On in Matthew's gospel in a couple of chapters in chapter 16, Jesus tells the disciples that he's going to go and suffer and die on a cross, and that Jesus explains that he goes to do this so that he might bring salvation to the whole world so that people might be restored in the relationship with God and in the relationships with one another. And Peter hearing Jesus talk about the Peter one of his Jesus's closest confidants, one of his primary disciples, Jesus Peter hears Jesus say these words and Peter turns to Jesus and says, "No way is that going to happen. I'm not going to let you do this, Jesus. There's no way that you're going to die and suffer." Jesus turns to Peter and calls him Satan and says, you are a cause of sin, Peter. Get away from me. Jesus uses the same word there in that conversation with Peter that he uses here as he explains this story when he talks about causes of sin. Jesus spoke those strong words to Peter because he cared about Peter. Because he realized that Peter was wrong in his thinking, he was off track, and he didn't understand what was going on. Jesus knew that there was a sinful weed in Peter's life that needed to be uprooted, tossed aside, and burned up. Peter goes to repent in his relationship with Jesus and change. And Jesus receives Peter's repentance and forgives him. Jesus speaks truth so that we might be different and not stuck with the weeds of sin in our life. They do not produce good fruit in this world. So today receive these words. Hear them, obey them, listen to them, and repent. Examine yourself for sins. Don't casually say everything is fine. Don't say I don't have anything I need to change of. Our failure to recognize our sins means that we continue to do sin and bring harm into this world. It is not preparing us for God's kingdom that is coming. Jesus acted and spoke these words out of love so that we might confess our sins and receive God's forgiveness and ultimately walk in righteousness and shine like the sun in God's kingdom to come.